Hey everybody, welcome to Making Sense with Dustin LaMontang from Research Capital. My name is Bryn Griffiths, he's Dustin LaMontang. How you doing? Hey, real good, Bryn. How's yourself? Great. We're heading into the summer months. It is crazy right now in the markets. The one thing that I've been uh, noticing is what's going on with cryptocurrency. So let's talk about that because I know it's always a hot topic for you. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you kind of know when... Um, when uh when something is overblown or it's a bubble uh or, or it's at its peak and and it's probably headed for the the way down is uh when people people start randomly asking you if they should be buying it right because yeah, okay. once <laughs> once it filters uh back down into the street i, th I think it's uh that was re used to be referred to as the the shoeshine boy phenomenon right yeah when uh when the wall street guys would uh would be shining, getting their shoe shine, and, and uh, the shoe shine guy would be uh, asking them about a stock tip. They they knew that the market was getting kind of top heavy. Yeah, yeah, uh, or 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 peaking. Hey, th um, th there was some big news today. Do you, do you want to address that right off the top? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we're we're talking about cryptocurrency here, and uh, there's a, a company called Celsius Network that is one of the largest. Uh, uh, crypto exchanges and, and lenders for Bitcoin. And, and, and in fact, uh, you know, to the tune, these, these guys were considered, uh, you know, so, so uh, large and legitimate that they had a, a $400 million investment from uh, the case, which is the pension fund in Quebec. Um, and uh, they, they, they valued the company at about $3 billion at the time. So they just announced uh that they're freezing any withdrawals and transfers of Bitcoin due to extreme uh, market uncertainty is how they put it. Well, to, to me, this is, uh, and, and I, I probably should give you an idea of what Celsius Network actually does. Sure. Um, they're a crypto uh, exchange and lender, uh, you know, based mainly for Bitcoin, but they, uh, they also operate a collateralized, collateralized loan portfolio. And what that means is essentially uh, you could go in there and buy, you know, say, say $5,000 worth of Bitcoin and they would lend you another, uh, you know, I don't, I don't haven't looked into what their ratios are, but let's say they'll give you another thousand dollars as a loan to buy more Bitcoin. Okay. And as your Bitcoin goes up, they'd keep that loan uh, ratio intact. So you could just keep buying more and more Bitcoin uh, using your existing Bitcoin as, as a collateral. So, of course, uh, this is a recipe for disaster, uh, and the case probably should have did uh, more due diligence before they put $400 million into this turkey. But uh, I would think that the, the company uh, is insolvent. Don't quote me on that. Right. Uh, but uh, one of their competitors actually um, uh, put, put out a, a tweet or a, a notice on Twitter uh, that they would gladly take some of their customers because uh, it looks like Celsius is uh, becoming insolvent. Now, they haven't come out and said they're insolvent, but when a company freezes withdrawals and transfers, you, you don't have to be uh, you know, a genius to know that the writing's on the wall. Uh, there's going to be a lot of, and, and you're talking about a company here with millions of customers, right? You know, might, might just be people that have a hundred dollars in Bitcoin or 10,000 in Bitcoin, but uh, each one of those customers is going to, uh, not be very happy that they can't pull their, their money out of their Bitcoin. 
What, what I, I guess I'm trying to get my head wrapped around this. Why has this become such a big thing? Is it because everybody's been talking about it, including the shoe shine boy? Yeah. You know, when, 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 uh, investment, uh, investments turn into fads, they can go up, uh, you know, in, in a parabolic fashion, which means essentially straight up. And if you remember back to your grade seven and eight math parabolas have uh, two sides. So generally they come down in a, in a parabolic fashion as well. And, and it's quite steep. So picture, uh, you know, a lineup of 10,000 people waiting to get on, uh, a bank of elevators and they all try and get on at once. Well, it's not possible. Right. right. So what ends up happening is the, the price of the, the, uh, the bitcoins just, just plummet. And the more, the more and more companies that come out with these announcements, the lower it's going to get. Um, you know, I'm, I'm probably of the opinion of, uh, you know, still agree with Mr. Buffett that uh, all these cryptocurrencies are, are essentially, you know, like, like uh, fairy dust. They're, they're, you know, just fluff in the wind type of thing. So I, I don't think any of them have inherent value. Um, I, I would liken them to... Uh, you know, Ponzi schemes at the end of the day, where the only way the values keep going up is if you have more and more people willing to to buy Bitcoin or, or whatever the cryptocurrency is at a higher price. Right. So and it works the same thing on the downside. Uh, you're only going to get what someone's willing to pay you for your coin when you go to sell. Right. Uh, if there's no buyers, guess what? Zip. Uh, yeah. You, you could see this thing go down to zero really quick. And, you know, something like this just uh, pro proves my point, and I've said it all along, that Bitcoin would be useless as a currency, um, you know, un unless you're, uh, you're a drug cartel, right? Right. Um, I, I think all, all along these things are probably great vehicles for money laundering. Not so great for actual currency to do commerce with. Uh, if you remember not too long ago, it was Elon Musk... Uh, W w was uh tweeting that he would gladly accept bitcoin for to pay for a tesla uh and then i think uh his board of directors said hey elon uh we can't accept uh bitcoin to to pay for because all our expenses are in good old american dollars and euros uh which which don't fluctuate all that much you can't have your revenue fluctuating in in bitcoins if your expenses are fixed in in you know other currencies um it's a recipe for disaster and that could tank your company. So he very quickly, I think it was within three or four days, he peddled back that comment and said, uh, no, we're not accepting Bitcoin at, at this moment. Right. Yeah. I, I read a story too, that federal governments uh, obviously would rather people deal with their money rather than somebody else's money. That's more global. And I'm guessing that's the way you look at it as well. Am I, I without putting words in your mouth, yeah, I mean, you know, I've said all along, and I think if, if you look back at some of our previous podcasts, we've, we've said that, yeah, probably there's going to be digital currency, but it'll be sanctioned by, you know, Bank of Canada or yeah. the U.S. Federal Reserve, uh, and it'll be considered legal tender and probably fluctuate very in a very high correlated fashion to uh, the underlying paper currency, right? Yeah. So... When, when you see a U.S. dollar, and, and they could come up with uh, with digital currencies. I think there's one called Tether that uh, is linked to the U.S. dollar. Um, so they're, they're calling these so-called secure 
um, currencies. My my uh, my hesitancy with the anything digital is you can't really control um, if somebody gets in there and hacks it. So much the same as, you know, you can't control the money supply if somebody's uh, making counterfeit $100 bills. Well, how the heck are you going to control the digital money supply if there's some very smart people out there, um, you know, hacking and creating a a larger digital money supply? So I think that's one of the major issues that they're going to have to contend with, um, with all these cryptocurrencies, Um, you know, they're... If if there's people smart enough to encrypt them, then there's people smart enough to hack them. Sure, yeah. Right. Hey, um, uh, I don't know. How, I don't know how they get away from that. Yeah, it's a, it's a always. There's always a new angle on the story, and I'm guessing we'll probably be talking about it, this again in a few more months. You never know. Uh, you mentioned math course. What was the P word that you said there? You said if I oh, knew my math, the parabolas. Yeah, that's exactly. Just, uh, you, you know your old uh, bell bell curve. Uh, and if something goes up in a parabolic fashion, it's usually fairly steep, um, and and it, it it can come back on on the other side. Uh, parabolas are a good reminder in a lot of uh, different applications in life, not just investing. Well, I'm so. glad you explained it to me because I was never great in math, which is why not only am I hosting your podcast, I'm one of your customers because you know that stuff I don't. So. Uh, Okay, so if somebody wants to get a hold of you to talk about parabolas and all that other kind of stuff and cryptocurrencies, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, they can give me a call on my cell phone, 780-905-7729 or uh, email dlamontang at researchcapital.com. Great stuff. Thank you, and uh, we'll talk to you again next time, all right? Thanks, Brent. Have a good one. All right, thanks for listening to Making Sense. Have yourself a great day. <laughs>